when I teach masturbation, I'm always just like, have fun with it. Hi, and welcome to Is It Dad Rocket? I'm Martin, and with me, as always, is Steve. Hello. So we're doing something a little bit different today. We're going to do a Spotify Wrapped episode. Hopefully, it's going to be a fun episode and not shit. Spotify Wrapped was released on the 29th of November. As everyone does, every year we shared our top artists deciding who's cool and who's not cool. And we've gone a step further and created a podcast episode all about it. Let's just get straight into it, Martin. I'm going to tell everyone about your Spotify Wrapped. And first of all, I'm going to tell them about your top artists. Number one was Shit Present. Great name for a band. According to their band camp, they're an emo, pop, rock, punk, indie, guitar-based music project or whatever from the southwest of England, and they released their debut album this year. Number two is Against Me, and you always talk about Against Me, like all the time, both on and off the podcast. But according to Wikipedia, they're no longer a band. I didn't know about that. I thought they were just on hiatus. Um, But Laura made headlines this year when she sort of said, well, she didn't sort of say, she actually said Jay Weinberg got what was coming to him. Your third top artist was Warriors, and according to their Spotify profile, they're a punk-adjacent indie band, and I think it's really just one person, Lauren Danizio, and they released their fifth album this year. Number four, Comeback Kid. Again, we talk about Comeback Kid all the time. Just an awesome hardcore band from Canada. Well, 
And finally, number five, Alkaline Trio, another band whose dicks we suck all the time. They've released two new songs this year, which are actually really, really good. Thought you called me out that one time, thought that I heard gunfire. I stepped outside, left a message saying hi. I answered from a firefight, told you it's a bad time, but I can talk. So your top genre was punk, which is quite clear from your top five artists. I think it's fair to say you can wear your punk badge with pride. I did notice, though, that all of these bands are indie-adjacent punk, really. And I think we mentioned that on one of the Alkaline Trio episodes, where it's like they're not actually just a standard punk band. And neither are any of the other bands that you've listened to, apart from Comeback Kid. And your top five artists are pretty diverse, a mixture of women, non-binaries, and men. So that's that's really cool. Mostly North American artists, though, so not super diverse. And you've listened to just under 13 days of music in total, which is all right, but it's not a full two weeks. So I've made an improvement plan for your 2024 wrapped, and here it is. Number one, your top five was pretty diverse, but it could be more diverse. So let's branch out a little bit, and I want your top five bands to be five bands from five different countries. Number two, you need to increase the amount of time that you're listening. So let's just get that to over two weeks next year in 2024. And finally, back to the diversity. It's all punk. Let's get at least one band from a different genre. And I forgot to mention your top song of the year was the Spider-Man theme tune. What is that all about? Well, that is my son who loves the Spider-Man theme tune and it's actually by Patrick Stump from Fallout Boy so it's actually a pretty cool uh, theme tune and he used to get really mad when he went to nursery so I had to put it on about six times on the way to nursery because it's like a minute long Um, so yeah, that's why that's there. Uh, thank you very much, Steve, for the um, overview of my top five. I feel like punk is the best genre of all time, so I will not be changing it. So fuck you. You're entitled to your opinion. My correct opinion. So Steve, you've done mine, so I'm going to do yours. So your number one artist, Steve, for this year was Blink-182. So boasting about 19 million monthly listeners on Spotify, I think it's safe to say that Blink are the most popular pop punk band ever probably in 2016 matt skeber was brought in to replace tom delong as we all know and they released two albums with him however in october 2021 it was announced that tom was returning and since then they've released their ninth studio album called one more time in 2023 and started their world tour which i believe you went to go see that is correct Give me back. 
Number two, Birds in Row, a French hardcore band. They've got three studio albums, the most recent one being released in 2022. Uh, they chose the name Birds in Row rather than Birds in a Row as they thought it sounded better. However, I can confirm it does not. three was hot water music so we saw these last year in slam dunk 2022 i liked them but clearly you liked them a lot more funny enough this band is actually from gainesville as well uh, which is the same as against me so in fact the actual drummer of this band drummed for against me's white crosses album in 2010 as well so a little bit of a tidbit for you there steve i like it I like it a lot Number four, Under Earth. We all know you like Under Earth. A band that you've always loved and another one from Florida. So we saw them at Slam Dunk and I was surprised to be honest with you how good they were. They've released their ninth album in 2022 called Voyeurist. And your last one is at number five is Adina Menzel, which I'll be honest, I was like, who is this? I felt bad. Is this some kind of cool band, some artist that I've never heard of? Steve never mentioned it. You're always sharing your music with me. Maybe this one that he's kept close to heart and just didn't want to share with anyone. But no, it was actually the lady that sings all the Frozen songs. So I stopped feeling bad. And I'm quite glad that my son isn't quite at that stage yet. Oh, well, now they know. Your top genre is pop punk, which is strange given the fact that you always say that you hate pop punk. I do. I do hate pop punk. You do. Uh, however, have you, ever, um, you might have to try and cancel out the pop punk with uh, a bit of hardcore, a bit of punk, metalcore, emo. But obviously none of that worked and pop punk reigns supreme in your house. You do seem to like listening to white men from Florida sing. Not sure if it's something about that that really 
you know, gets you going. However, you did venture a little closer to home with Birds in Row being from France, and you have got a female artist in your top five. However, let's be honest, that's only because you have a three-year-old. Coming in with a respectable 26,000 minutes listened, which is over just over 17 days, I can tell that you take listening to music seriously. Attending meetings, making an update in spreadsheets, and listening to Brenda talk through a boring presentation that literally no one gives two fucks about can be a real struggle. However, that time goes by just a little bit quicker, Steve, when you're listening to some pop punk. I've also made you a bit of a, an improvement plan for 2024, so you need to listen to some more UK-based bands. Four of the five of your bands are from North America. I would recommend Shit Present and Fresh, just laying it out there. Very male-dominated bands as well. So next year, I want to see at least three bands with a female in their lineup. And having a French band in your top five is great. However, they do sing in English. So I want to see at least two non-English singing bands next year, please. I just want to point out that I do not like pop punk. I don't know why it's always my top genre. I just don't get it. It was your top last... Was it last year as well? It was, yeah. And I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. Maybe like the bands that I listen to are actually pop punk and I don't think they are. I don't know. But I will take on board your three points, Martin. And unlike you, I will do my best to reach your objectives. Okay, well, you fucking better do. Anyway, so actually the that leads me on to the next bit, really. They are top, we've done the top five artists, but also you have top five songs. And correct me if I'm wrong, but all five of your top songs are from Disney musicals. Is that right? Uh, well, they're from Frozen. From Frozen, apologies. So with that in mind, I've got a little mini, mini quiz, Steve, for you. So I want you to listen to these songs. And you're going to tell me what Disney... Well, you can tell me what the name of the song is and what Disney film it's from, please. Probably not going to get this right. Okay, so I will play the first one now for you, Steve. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, sherry, and we provide the rest. Soup du jour, hot hors d'oeuvre. Not 100% on that one. But I think it's like Ratatouille or something like that. But then I'm thinking like Ratatouille is not really a musical. It is Beauty and the Beast. Is that Beauty and the Beast? Be our guest. I think it's like the candle stick and the clock and all that shit singing. To be honest, I was like, oh, this is from The Simpsons. But that's See My Vest. Okay, and then the next one. <laughs> As off through the waves they roll The fish on the land ain't happy It's hard cause they in the bowl But fish in the... Is that Under the Sea? Obviously from Little Mermaid That is correct, well done Sung by Sebastian the Crab So next one, number three To your heart Be who you are on the inside I need three words to tear her argument apart Your granny lied I'd rather be shining that's shiny from the film Moana, sung by Ah oh shit, what's his name? From Flight of the Concords, Jermaine. Yep, correct. And next one, number five. Oh no, sorry, number four. Mother knows best. Listen to your mother. It's a scary world out there. Mother knows best. One way or another, something will go wrong. I swear. Ruffians, thugs, poison ivy, quicksand, cannibals, and snakes. Yeah, I don't know that one. 
It sounds creepy as fuck. Is it like, yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know. So it's one where a woman has been kept in a tower and when she wants to go outside, the mum starts singing that song. It's not Rapunzel, is it? It's um, uh, the one with all the, what's it called? Tangled. Tangled is correct. Well done. And number five. He told me my fish would die the next day. That's We Don't Talk About Bruno. It's from Encanto. Correct. And last one. What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? What's this? What's this? There's something very... I know the film. It's from... Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> it's from Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, but I don't know what the song's called. It's called, like, What's This? It is called What's This, correct. I tried watching that the other day, but um, my daughter got scared when they uh, kidnapped Santa, so I had to turn it off. I mean, fair, fair enough, yeah. So any, anyone that's wondering, Nightmare Before Christmas was originally going to be released under Walt Disney Pictures as part of a Walt Disney feature animation lineup, but Disney decided to release the film under the studio's adult-oriented Touchstone Pictures banner because the studio thought the film would be too dark and scary for Steve's child, who was way too young. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty scary in places. I'm not surprised we did that. That was a good quiz. I like that, man. I've got a quiz for you now. It's about your top five. It's not quite as entertaining as what you just did, but we'll see. Okay, hit me. I've got five questions for you. So first question. Of your top five artists, the bassist in one of these bands was previously a member of a ska punk band named Slapstick. They formed in 1993 and disbanded in 1996. And in that time, they released two albums. But who was it? Was it Chase Brenneman from Comeback Kid, Tom Weeks from Ship Present, or Dan Andriano from Alkaline Trio? It was uh, Dan from Alkaline Trio. Absolutely correct. I don't have any little tidbits after these. Sorry, the tidbits kind of in the question. Question number two. So Warriors released their debut album, Imaginary Life, in August 2015. The album includes the singles They, Them and Theirs, Plans and Yes All Cops, but who produced the album? Was it Laura Jane Grace of Against Me, Matt Skiba of Alkaline Trio, or Andrew Newfeld from Comeback Kid? I feel like it's, it's got to be Laura Jane Grace. That is absolutely correct. Yep, it's Laura. I didn't know that, but that makes it makes sense. I think they have got like a relationship in general, like a, a working relationship anyway, I think. Question number three. This is a lyrics one, and the band is Comeback Kid, and I want to know which Comeback Kid song these lyrics are from. And the lyrics are, I breathe fire, don't ever let me go. I'm born a rebel into my own black hole. Shot dead, I look into the flame. Let the bridge I torch light my way. Is it Wasted Arrows? Wake the Dead? Absolute? Or Do Yourself a Favour? Oh gosh, um, oh, I'm going to embarrass myself and say I, I don't think it's Wasted Arrows. Or, I don't think it's A or B. It's 
C or D? I'm going to go C, absolute. Yep, that is absolutely correct. It is absolute. Well done. Okay, question four. The song People Who Died was originally made famous by the Jim Carroll Band. One of the bands in your top five covered this song for the album Songs That Saved My Life, which is a compilation album of covers from bands such as Taking Back Sunday, Dance Gavin Dance, and Neck Deep. But who was it? Was it Alkaline Trio, Warriors, Against Me, or Shit Present? Uh, against me absolutely correct yeah well done and finally the fifth question this one's more of a round of questions to be honest i'm going to give you the name of a song and i want you to tell me which artist from your top five plays that song whose song is it first song is voice in your head uh shit present Yep, shit present from the album What Still Gets Me. Next one, The American Scream. Alkaline Trio. Yeah, well done. Alkaline Trio from the album This Addiction. Next one, Cliche Guevara. Against me. Yep, absolutely correct from the album As the Eternal Cowboy. Pull Back the Reins. Uh, come back, kid. Yep. Well done from the album Symptoms and Cures. And finally, top five. Warriors. Yeah, brilliant from the album Trust Your Gut. Well done. Martin, I think you've proven to me and to our listener that you know your top five bands pretty well. Thank you very much. It was a very good quiz, Steve, and I'm glad that I've proved myself worthy of my top five. Glad you enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Right, well, I've got a quiz for you, Steve, um, and I'll just jump straight into it. So, question one, I'm going to read out some facts about a band, and you have to tell me, out of your top five, who I'm talking about. So, they've split up and got back together twice. They are from America. They have a total of nine studio albums, and they formed in October 1994. I want to say it's Blink-182, but I could be wrong. I'm going to go with Blink-182. Is it multiple choice? It's your top five. Out of your top five. Oh, right. Yeah. So I'm just going to go Blink-182. It is not. It is Hot Water Music. Ah. Trick question. Because you said, you said Blink had nine albums. Yeah. So I wrote it and I was like, oh, I'll I'll write something, you know, Hot Water Music. And I just sort of did did a bit of a summary of them. And I was like, fucking hell, this is exactly, exactly like... uh, Blink-182. Blink didn't form... So they... These guys have kind of just split up as in like they've stopped, then they got back together, whereas Blink, I suppose, technically, Tom left Tom left twice, but they never officially like split up, if that makes sense, but they split up twice. And um, I think Blink sort of got together sort of later in, 19, in the 90s, I think, officially. So I thought it was earlier. Close. I thought it was earlier in the 90s. Anyway. Well, maybe so. Who knows? Anyway, but yeah, it's hot water music. So, question two. 
Lineup changes are nothing new in bands. So some bands only have one or two original members left. Some have the original lineup and some even have no original members in them at all. Out of your top five, who has the most former members? So this is like, who has got like, who's had the most members in the band? Pretty much, yeah. So if you go on Wikipedia and it says former members and who's got the biggest list. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to go with Underoff. I think they've got loads, loads of former members. That is correct. So they've got so many former members, there's a link on a Wikipedia page with former members and you click on that and it takes you to it. Um, do you want to hazard a guess at how many former members? You know, I, I don't even think I'd be able to tell, but 14. 10. So yeah, a lot. A lot, yeah. Not as many as you just guessed, so it makes it sound less. A bit anticlimactic. So you got Dallas Taylor on lead vocals, Corey Steger, I think Luke Morton, Kelly Scott Nunn and James Smith all played guitar at some point. Octavio Fernandez, bass and guitar at each individual different times. Not at the same time, that'd be insane. Uh, Matthew Clark, Billy Knocker or something, and Ray Anasco on bass and Daniel Davison on drums. Uh, Blink-182, do you know how to guess at how many they've had? Well, there was just Scott, right? And Matt Skiba. So two? Yeah, two. So Matt, who was on drums, obviously, and Matt. Uh, sorry, Scott and Matt. So drums and uh, guitar, respectively. Uh, Virgin Row? What about him? Oh, how many former members have I had? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a clue. Like two or three? Yeah, so they've had two past members, D and T. So apparently they go by initials. I didn't know if you knew this. Uh, they go by initials rather than their names, as it's not about the individuals; it's about the bands and the songs. So one of the bit, one of them was the bassist, uh, because Q, who's that Quentin guy, is a bassist, so he's replaced him. And I'm guessing the other guy was a drummer. I'm not 100 percent sure. Who knows? And Hot Water Music have no former members. So they have got uh, original lineup. However, they gained an additional guitarist, Chris uh, Cresswell, in 2017. Yeah, cool. So they've gained members. Okay, number three. So as you may already know, we fucking love a good old Spotify monthly listeners stat here on Is It Dad Rock Yet? So put your top five artists in order of monthly listeners. Oh, this is difficult because Adina Menzel's in there. Yep. I'm going to go with Adina Menzel being the top. I think she's got the most monthly listeners. And then I'm going to go Blink. And then I'm going to go Under Earth. Then I'm going to go Hot Water Music, and then I'm going to go Birds in Row. Almost right. Has Blink got more than Adina Menzel? Yeah. No way. Yeah, so everything was right apart from the top two switched round. So Blink with 18.9 million, Adina Menzel with 12.9 million, Under Earth with 1.1 million, Hot Water Music with 163,000, and Birds in Row with 27,000. That is surprised me. I thought, it'd be, I thought Adina Menzel would be up there in like the you know, 30, 40 million, to be honest. So, question four. We all like to show off, but sometimes it doesn't always go to plan. One member of a band fell off a lamppost and cracked both his ankles and ended up in crutches for three weeks. But who was it and what was the band? It was Scott Rayner from Blink-182. Oh, was not. it not? Was it Tom DeLong from Blink-182? It was not. Was it Mark Hoppers from Blink-182? <laughs> it was Mark. But um, I think Scott did break his ankles or something at some point, or break his legs at some proper proper weird. But Yeah, he broke his heels. Where... Yeah, he broke his heels. Yeah, this one was uh, apparently when Mark and Tom had sort of just started sort of hanging around with each other, and Tom wanted to look cool, so he was like hanging off a lamppost. 
as you do, and fell off and cracked his ankles, and so is on crutches for three weeks. Wait, who did that, Mark or Tom? Mark, showing off to Tom. Oh, he just said it was Tom, showing off to Mark, so we just can't trust the word you say. Who knows? I've just made it all up. <laughs> okay, so last question, and funnily enough, we did not confer on what kind of questions we was going to ask, but I'm going to read out some song names, and you have to tell me who sang them. Oh, really? That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting that we both did that. How cute are we? Such quiz masters. Um, it's because we're meant to be. So, number one, trusty cards. That's hot water music. Correct. Let it go. That's Adina Menzel. First date. That is Blink One Eight Two. And just to let you know, I went with quite easy ones for the first ones. So just to you know, just to be in, this is a bit easy. Uh, water wings. That's Birds in Row. Correct. Roller coaster. That's Blink-182. Reinventing your exit. That's under off. State of Grace. That's hot water music. We're all gonna die. That's Birds in Row. Ah, I just thought oh. if I said it confidently, it would be right. Is that under <laughs> off? It's under off. Uh, fifteen thirty-eight or fifteen takeaway thirty-eight. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. That's Birds in Row, I think. Yeah. I mean it is French. It's written in French, so I don't know. Um and last one <laughs> it's written in French. Into the into the unknown. Into the unknown. Uh I'm joking, that's obviously Adina Menzel. It is correct. That's my number two top song. <laughs> uh so well done. Apart from that slight hiccup, um, I feel like you've you've proved yourself as a fully deserving of your top five. Yeah, we'll edit that bit so I, I get it right. Brilliant. So, given that it's our 2023 wrapped episode, we thought it'd be a good idea to go through the, the gigs that we've been to. And we've been to quite a few, Steve, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, my wife was uh, complaining about it last night. Same. <laughs> Not your <laughs> wife, my wife. <laughs> okay, so both of us went to go see 100 Reasons, supported by Hell is for Heroes in February. I went to go see Dayseeker in May. We both went to Slam Dunk in May. I went to go see Teenage Bottle Rocket in July. I went to go see Be Your Own Pet in August, actually on my own. It's the first gig I've ever been to on my own. It was fine. Funeral for a Friend, we both went to in October. Virgin Row, we both went to in October. And you went to go see Blink-182 in October? Yeah, it was October. And we both went to go see Finch in November. I went to go see Fresh in November. We both went to Indie 900 in november we've both just recently been to comeback kid last night um, in december and you've got brutus in december coming up as well yeah that's on monday going on my own like a loser my wife said to me she was like why why are you going on your own like what's the point i'm like well i don't talk to anyone while the band's playing like, i don't talk to you i don't knock you and so i say oh that were not a good song on it i suppose it's just for the the drive there and back, yeah. I suppose. But... So what what was your what was your favorite gig of this year? Then who did you think was the best? So I would say Fresh was probably my favorite gig. It was a very small venue in comparison to you know a lot of the others. It was smaller than the like O2 Academy, for example, and like cockpit sort of style. So it was smaller than them. Uh, but I really enjoyed that gig. It seemed like everyone was having a really good time. Um, I think I was probably one of the oldest people in the crowd, but other than that, it was good. Um, but I think 
for nostalgia, I did enjoy 100 Reasons as well, because that was one of the first gigs we went to when we were younger, when we was like 14, 15. So I really enjoyed that gig as well. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, my favourite was uh, was Blink. Um, I'm not a massive Blink fan, <laughs> of which... No, you're not, not a massive uh, pop-punk fan, are no, you? No, no, but Blink are my, obviously, top band this year. The new album is really good, actually. I really enjoyed it, but... Like I listen to Blink as a like as a, a common band that me and my my wife both enjoy, and I thought it'd be nice for us to go to a gig together because I always go to gigs with you. Uh, my daughter was even saying like, "Oh, Daddy's going out to another gig with Martin, not you." And obviously, my wife's like, "No, he never goes out with me." But yeah, we went to went to Blink, and I was actually really blown away by how good they were live. Like they were one of the best bands I've ever seen. Like the way they just like interacted with a crowd, how tight they were, like the way it sounded just, just insanely good. Like production value, like the fact that you, I paid like what, 80 quid a ticket. I'm like, yeah, that actually like it was worth it. It wasn't like going to see some like band in a pub. Like we went to go see birds in row. That cost 28 quid or whatever, probably even less than that. It was in a pub. It was really great. Loved it. But like, the production value on Blink was just like, just, just for next level. Insane. Great. It's been a little while since we've spoken about the music news. We've had quite a lot of guests on recently, which has been great. However, it does mean that we haven't really got to share our opinions on the news. But before you go any further, Martin, I've got a little game, believe it or not, a little quiz for you. It's called fake or real news. So I'm going to give you a news headline or like a description of a story because i realized as i got to the end of this the headlines kind of ran out uh, and i want you to tell me if it's a real new story if i've just kind of made it up okay the first one architects bring back the blur in new song and fans are losing it true or false that is true i think the song's called seeing red and it's a bit of a obvious sort of uh, nod to people that are slagging them off online yeah fuck knows why fans are losing it like it's just a noise people are like obsessed with this <laughs> sound i don't get it i think it sounds like a bit of a annoyed vampire but yeah the song it does sound from what i've heard well i've listened to the song and just heard like part of it it does sound a lot more like what it, what architects used to sound like And I'm not sure they're happy about it, to be honest, because the song's called Seeing Red, which makes me think they're angry. And then part of it is that, are you happy now? And they captioned it on Instagram, are you happy now? And it just seems like a dig at the people that have been sort of saying they're not heavy enough for sort of changing who they are. Like Tom Tom would be rolling in his grave and I think it's like them saying like, are you happy now? We've made you a song, which is heavy. Okay, next one. Matthew Davis Craze has quit Fuel for a Friend following their 20 year anniversary of casually dressed and deep in conversation, citing that the band made fun of his dance moves. 
it was his voice. No, it was um. So he has quit, but it wasn't because of that. No, yeah, he has left the band, uh, but the statement says that his life's just moved on. The rest of the band have got a renewed passion for making music after being together and playing these shows, but he's just not interested. And to be honest, like after seeing him live, I can see, I can see why. Like he's probably gotten older, his voice isn't where it's at, and he clearly wasn't that comfortable being on stage. If you're for a friend of playing Slam Dunk next year, and the singer of Holding Absence is going to be filling in in place of Matt. Okay, next one. Anti-Flag disbanded very unceremoniously following allegations of sexual abuse by frontman Justin Sane. True or false? Unfortunately, that is true. Yeah, the band deleted the social media accounts and websites following the accusations uh, from one of Justin's victims on a podcast. It just happened overnight. Um, And then a few days later, they released a statement saying that what Justin had done just completely goes against everything the band stands for and they don't know how they could go on. Uh, but all of the members of Anti-Flag are now being sued following the allegations um, with charges related to sexual abuse for Justin Insane. And the other members are being sued for failing to enact policies and procedures to protect fans as though they're a, a company, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, sounds weird wording. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next one. Ronnie Radke of Fallen in Reverse was challenged to a fight by David Draymond of Disturbed after Ronnie said that Disturbed were boring and the best thing about them was that time Draymond's mum came into the recording studio and beat his ass. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't think that's true, but I really, really wish it was. Yeah, no, it's false, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was true because Ronnie's... He started a lot of fights this year. He's been in the news quite a lot from talking about bands using the laptops to talking about bands ripping off, falling in reverse. And David Draymond and Disturbed have also got a history of starting fights. There's doing headlines this year, which I don't know why they got brought back, probably because Finch was doing the reunion tour, but was the time that we started a, a fight with Finch on stage. And then they had some beef with Good Charlotte in the past as well. So I think... Ronnie likes a good fight. David Draymond likes a good fight. And what I'm saying is, Ronnie, David, if you're listening, I would like to see that happen. Pay-per-view. Done. I don't even want to pay for it. I just want to watch it for free. Okay, I wanted to talk to you about this one yesterday, but I knew this one was coming up in our in our, in our our music quiz. So here it is. Blink-182 were forced to pay $2,000 in damages following their surprise show at a Denny's restaurant. True or false? Well, the fact that you wanted to talk to me about it probably means it's true because it'd be weird if you wanted to talk to me about a fake thing you'd made up. No, this so I'm going to say true. <laughs> this one is actually false. Um, right, okay. Yeah, so I'll tell you why. You're confused. So Blink did play a surprise show at a Denny's. That was on the uh, 26th of October. But the actual story was that some kid in, in a high school in America booked a gig at a Denny's and the band that played were called Wacker and the friends went crazy, did some damage. The teen that booked for sure got a bill for the damage. And he was like, what the fuck? Like shit, how am I supposed to pay this off? So he started GoFundMe to raise money and Green Day ended up donating two grand to the GoFundMe and sent a message to the kid asking them if they could, if they could book a show with him. 
which I thought was pretty cool. So Green Day ended up paying for the damages. And also they're playing, is it Wendy's down the road then? That's great. (laughs) Okay. uh, Other news from this year. Jay Weinberg was sacked from Slipknot. Rage Against Machine were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Tom Morello showed up to accept the award when none of the other members did. Surprise, surprise. Download the festival. Download the festival, the metal festival. Sold out this year for the first time ever. I read this online. It was like, download sold out for the first time in 20 years. And I was like, well, this was its 20th year. So sold out for the first time ever. Slam Dunk 2023 was not without its issues. 2024 is is hopefully going to be a lot better with improvements. They've sent out a distributed, not sent out, they distributed a statement to to address the issues. And Blink-182 released a new album. I've been listening to it a lot, as per my top band. Uh, But they then released the same album a couple of weeks later with a few extra songs on it, which, you know, if you bought the album... You got it on on record, on CD, whatever. You paid for it. Two weeks later, three weeks later, they release it again digitally, and then you've got a down. You've got to pay for it to get those new songs. It's a bit fucking bullshit. I'd be absolutely livid if uh, if I bought an album and then there was like, oh yeah, here's some more tracks. You owe us some money for them. You're like, get to fuck. Travis had like he put it on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, and he was like, oh, you know what would be cool if we release some new songs. And it was like, here's the new, here's the album that you just paid for with some new songs. Pay for it again. You know when you're like, just money grabbing bastards. And then some news about Spotify. They've decided in 2024 to stop paying artists if they have less than 1,000 streams per song per year. So we had a, a quick look at that as well. So it's saying um, that roughly two thirds. This is from the Guardian saying that it'll stop paying for roughly two-thirds of tracks on the platform because of this new rule, which is a lot of tracks. It is a lot of tracks. And, I mean, there's there's a lot of pros to Spotify for bands, which is obviously, like, distribution. It's free. Like, you don't need a record label anymore to release and distribute your record. Promotion is another thing. But, like, you put it on Spotify for free, and like, you know, we were in bands when we were younger, trying to get someone to to get to to take your CD even for free was difficult. But like being like, oh, buy my, you know, four track demo. It's a quid or three quid or whatever. It was just a nightmare to get to get your music out there. Spotify does that really well because you can just be like, you know, check out check us out on Spotify. You've got Instagram, you've got Facebook, Twitter, X or whatever, Freds now. And it just it allows you to get your music out there. Obviously, the market is completely saturated, but that is like the that's the positive of it, isn't it? Like it's so much easier to get music out there. But then, you know, paying what was it zero point zero zero four pence or whatever per stream is not great for like up and coming bands. But like like Weird Al, he. He was like, he. I think it was on his uh, Spotify video for like Top Artists. And he was like, oh, I've had 80 million streams this year. Um, you know, Spotify have only given me $12. It's not it's not great. But realistically, like, Weird Al Yankovic, with his 80 million streams, would earn about 80 grand from, from that. And I actually did this with As I Die Him. 
they um so they're like the two albums that i i quite like a frill was collapsed and uh, shadows of security and those albums both sold 250,000 uh to 275,000 like uh, since the since they were released and if they got 10 cents per album or 10 pence per album that works out about 25 grand per like between 25 and 20 uh, 30 grand per year per album not per year sorry per album since it was released that's how much that's how much they'd make in sales whereas they had like 60.5 million streams this year from spotify which ended up being about 25 grand so you know when you're like well actually the money that we're getting from streaming from spotify isn't that much different depending on like the band it's just that i don't know it doesn't feel nice i suppose it's interesting what you said then i suppose because if we were a band and release some music now we've never we've never released an album i don't know how the money is divvied up i don't know how you get your check i don't know how it works whereas the a lot of bands they'll only know uh spotify or you know the streaming services where their most of the income comes from. So we'll see how small it is. But then they've never had the figure of well, when we release albums, we we used to make less than this or more than this. They will have that comparison. Obviously, a lot of bands will still have released albums. You know, they're still, you know, your your big bands that are going for twenty years. But a lot of the more modern music that we listen to don't really have a huge physical distribution line. Um. So yeah, and also I think the other thing to add on to that is. Yeah, you're not going to pay Spotify. Spotify is not paying for people that have got less than a thousand streams per song. But realistically, even if you're getting three or four thousand streams per year, you're not going to be raking it in anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to make a huge financial like the difference between paying your rent or not. I don't think that's going to be the difference there. No, yeah, that thousand streams is like if you're getting less than a thousand streams, you wouldn't be making that money elsewhere. So, like, is it is it that bad? And I feel like I feel like we're really on Spotify side, Spotify's uh, well, side yeah, here. Well, yeah, I started, I wasn't, and now yeah. I'm like talking myself around to it. But it's it's difficult. So it, sometimes it feels like they're the poster child for people saying like, you know, we should we should be getting paid more, and I think that's the truth. Like, artists should be getting paid more, but it should be you know promoted better. But maybe it's a different, maybe it's a different person, uh, like a different place they need to be putting their energy. But also to put it on Spotify makes it a lot easier for labels and, you know, managers and stuff to, to kind of deflect. So maybe it's maybe it's the music industry. It's just bullshit. But also, I think we've we said before, a lot of the touring is where you can make money from merch, from playing shows. You know, did they ever make a huge amount of money from albums? Maybe not. And why is that any different now with streaming? Who knows? Who knows? If you know, send us a message. Let us know. Let us know what your opinion is on streaming because me and Martin are very undecided as to whether it's, you know, really bad for an artist or really good because it's got pros and it's got cons. Is it Dad Rock yet? Wrapped from the year 2023. It was an obvious choice for an episode. What do you say, Steve? Yeah, definitely. And thanks for, you know, listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it hasn't been shit. We haven't done this for a while, but, you know, give us a five-star rating. We've got a few now on Spotify. I think we've got about 18, which is great. Um, 
you know, send us send us an email. Is it dadrockyet at gmail.com? Give us a follow, give us a like, do all that good shit. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. If this is the first episode you've listened to and you've decided to listen to our raps, then maybe go back and listen to some other episodes because they are a bit better, in my opinion. I mean, I, I enjoyed doing this one. It was good fun. But yeah, you know that. But I think it was a bit. It was a bit indul- self indulgent, wasn't it? This one. Let's face it. So it was. Yeah. But thanks for listening. Hopefully, we'll see you again in the next episode. Don't really know what I'm saying. So see you later. Bye.